Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker podcast.org. My name is Steve Siebold. I'm your host and make sure you subscribe to our website so you, you'll get notified through email. Um, every week we do this this podcast. You'll get an email and you'll be able to watch the show either online if you want to watch or you can listen to it. We have both both of those things online you can do but but let us let us uh, uh, make sure we can get in touch with you so we, we know to notify of the podcast. It's meant it's uh, author speaker podcast.org author speaker podcast.org to subscribe. Okay, so today I want to talk about the value of giving free speeches. Oh man, I know a lot of people are sitting there going, I don't want to give free speeches. I don't want to do that. I want to get paid. All right. Well, just so you know, most top professional speakers gave free speeches usually for years. I'm one of them. Uh, yeah, I was I was out there charging uh, five hundred dollars a speech in nineteen ninety six, and Bill Gove, the great Bill Gove, the father of professional speaking, I went to a speech workshop in nineteen ninety six or the late ninety six. And I told him what I was doing. I gave my speech. He said, yeah, that's worth about 500 And I said, yeah, but my goal is to make 5000 He said, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get 5000 for that. Never going to happen. And I said, what do I need to do? He goes, you need to learn how to entertain a live audience. He goes, you, your content's great. Because I spoke on mental toughness, which I spent my whole career speaking. I still speak on mental toughness 25 years later. Uh, but he said, you're, you're, he goes, you ought to be a college professor. That's what he said. He goes, did you, did you go to an Ivy League school? He goes, because you sound like it. And I said, well, I appreciate that. I did not. I went to what I call Harvard South, but uh, most people don't. University of South Alabama, Mobile. And he said, well, he says, you ought to be a college professor. I said, I don't even know what I learned in college. I'm not even sure why I went. Fraternity parties were fantastic at the Kappa Sig House down there at uh, Kappa New Chapter in, uh, in Mobile. But other than that, I'm not sure why I went because I didn't learn a hell of a lot. He said, well, okay. Then if you want to be a college professor, I said, I want to be a speaker. He said, you need to give free speeches. And during those free speeches, you're going to learn how to entertain a live audience. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. He said, then you're going to have to go practice it for free. And I said, how long? He said, 200 speeches. I want you to do 200. He goes, don't feel bad. I made Zig Ziglar do 500. Brian Tracy did 500. He said, I'd made all kinds of people do a lot more speeches than you. He said, but you've been out there a little bit longer. And he said, and you've got some, some unbelievable content. He goes, you're talking about cutting edge stuff. He goes, I've never heard this stuff. He says, fantastic. He said, but you're not entertaining. You're just information. You're a teacher. He said, see, the, the problem that Billy used to talk about that all the time. He said, most speakers think they're teachers and they're not. They're entertainers. The good ones, anyway, the high, highly paid ones. So you got to go out there and give free speeches. And uh, so I basically, in a nutshell, pulled myself off the market. At 500, I wasn't getting that many speeches anyway. But uh, that's what I was charging. And uh, and I went out to every Rotary Club and Kiwanis Club and Moose Club and Lions Club and Elks Club and every animal club you can think of in the state of Florida. And I gave a free speech. 15 to 17 minutes. Maybe Q&A to 20 minutes, 22 minutes, eat the rubber chicken, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and go home. And I did that for 13 months, <clears throat> 13 straight months. I did it as fast as I possibly could. I was sometimes doing breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Everywhere I could speak, 
I'd have maybe the top one. I think I might add up maybe a hundred people. I think at a Kiwanis club one time or a Rotary. I forget. I spoke at the Rotary State Convention for a couple thousand people actually with Bill Gove in Fort Lauderdale one year. That was cool. Uh, but usually my audiences were seven people, ten people, fifteen people, maybe twenty. I'm in Florida. The average age is deceased, and uh, so so you know people are like like just having lunch, talking to each other. I'm speaking at the Motel Six or you know the the the, the you know, Denny's or the International House of Pancakes. No one's paying attention to me. I spoke at every restaurant I think you, you could think of. And you got other people around. Like, they can't even hear you. They give you this microphone, like a Mickey Mouse microphone. They buy a Radio Shack. No one can hear you. The damn thing is going in and out because the cord's so cheap. And they're not even listening. I said to Bill one time, I'm about 30 speeches in. I said, Bill, no one's listening to me giving these free speeches. And he goes, Steve, I don't care. It's not about them. It's about you. He goes, they don't have to be listening. I want you up on stage, up in front of a room, up in front of a restaurant, up in front of a motel, whatever it is. He goes, it doesn't, it's not flashy. He goes, I know it's not flashy. He says, because I did it way back in the 1940s. I was doing this. He said, I know what it's like. It's not fun. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. He said, you need to do it. You need to wake the dead. You need to be able to wake the dead. You need to be able to grab their attention, in other words, even if they don't want their attention grabbed. And it's almost impossible at some of those clubs, especially in Florida, because the people literally are in their 80s. And, they're, and they're, they just go there for lunch. I mean, they're not interested in the speaker, typically, or a lot of times they weren't anyway. And certainly not me. <laughs> so, so I did all those free speeches. And I, and I, I will tell you, no, and, and it, really, in all honesty, I believed everything Bill Gove said because he was the father of the industry. He'd done it. Bill was 85 years old when I met him. He had done speeches for 53 years. He, he was on tour for, for 53 years and traveled around the, the world 22 times. He represented the U.S. Chamber of Commerce as their speaker, along with Billy Graham and Norman Vincent Peale. And uh, Zig Ziglar at one point was with him when Zig was young. And I mean, yeah, this guy had a track record that no one, he, he ran the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, which back then was called the Speech Workshop. We, we added Bill Gove to it because it was all Bill Gove. But, but you know, he, this guy taught all the big speakers, the biggest speakers in the world. So this guy is the king. I believe Bill. I believed everything he ever said to me in five years that we were in business together. But sometimes I was on the road thinking, doing these free speeches. I'm not making any money. And uh, luckily, Don was supporting us. My wife, Don, was supporting us. And um, I, I was, I, I'd be thinking, I, I just don't know if I'm wasting my time. Believe me, I was not wasting my time. Because as a result of those 13 months, I earned $16 million in the, in the subsequent years of being a speaker. It's just in keynote fees alone. That doesn't count training. That doesn't count consulting. That's just keynote speaking fees, doing 45 minutes to an hour at a national convention. And I keynoted so many national conventions, I couldn't even tell you all the national conventions I've keynoted and regional conventions. And, you know, it goes on and on. But the bottom line is, is that without those 13 months of 200 free speeches, it never would have happened. And I'll tell you exactly why it wouldn't have happened. Because I wouldn't have learned how to entertain an audience that did not want to be in the audience. See, a lot of times they don't want to be there. Yeah, you know, the dream, the dream is when you, you know, you go to a Tony Robbins event over the years, or back in the day we went to a Zig Ziglar event or, you know, some big speaker, and the audience has paid to be there. So they're jumping up and down. I mean, the Tony Robbins people are nuts. They go crazy, right? 
When we used to work with Bob Proctor years later, you know, they go crazy over Bob Proctor. And, uh, and, and, and so because these people have paid to be there. Okay, now you go into corporate America. Well, they didn't pay to be there. They're at work. And you happen to be showing up at their work. Okay? They don't want to listen to you half the time. Matter of fact, they're a little irritated because they're like, who the hell are you coming in to tell us what to do? You're not even in our business. Which makes, it's actually a pretty good point, you know? And we're there telling them what to do. And in my case, mental toughness for increased sales and market share. That's what I did for, you know, 20, that's what I've done for 25 years. And so a lot of times they're like, well, how, how, how many pharmaceuticals, you know, have, have companies have you worked for? You know, as a, I mean, how many, you know, if you carried, they call it carrying the bag in pharmaceutical, which means you're a salesperson in pharmaceutical. They say, how long did you carry the bag? I'm like, I never carried the bag. They're like, you're going to tell us how to, how to perform? I'm like, well, it's different. It's psychology. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, hot shot. What do you got? They don't want to be there. You've got you've to be so dynamic on stage that they want to be there. That's when you get paid. That's when you get paid. It's not about just talking. It's not about information. If you want information, type it into Google and be done. It's free. Right? Listen to a podcast like this podcast or any other podcast. You can learn anything. Uh, the, the, the information age is, is, we're even beyond the information age. Right? It's all free. So it's not, it's not worth it. Why do they pay speakers? Because speakers can grab an audience that no one else can, typically. And they can disseminate information in a way that makes an emotional connection with an audience. And that can be worth a fortune to an organization that implements it. A fortune. And so they pay us a fair amount of money. It's pretty good you know, for a small business. And I mean, it's certainly one of the highest paid professions for a non-celebrity you know, in the world, obviously. I mean, for, for a celebrity, I mean, Kim Kardashian, let's be honest, Kim Kardashian can, can, can tweet about a lipstick and get a million dollars. A million dollars to send out a tweet. That just pisses me off. Like, no, I'm so jealous and envious. I can hardly stand it. I mean, can you imagine? You just say, well, geez, what am I going to tweet about today? And I'll get a million dollars. That's not, you know, it's like unbelievable to me. Elon Musk is the richest man in the world, right? He, he's, you know, he bought Twitter. He's got his own rocket. He owns Tesla. I mean, these people are rich beyond almost, you know, any, anyone that's ever lived. I mean, it's insane. Um, we're not talking about those kinds of people. We're talking about the non-celebrity speaker who, uh, you know, the only people that know us are our fans, our people that buy our books or hear us speak or those kinds of things. And that's it. No one else knows us. <clears throat> I mean, it's funny because I can go to a convention with 10,000 people that, that are my fans that, that I've worked for these companies for many years and they got posters of me on their wall I, I, and I'm, they're chanting my name for an hour, okay? Then I come home and walk down, I live on Main Street in Buford, Georgia, which is our, a little town and I walk down Main Street, no one knows who I am. So we're not really celebrities except in our own minds and to our fan bases. So it's pretty interesting. But for a non-celebrity, we can make a pretty good amount of money. But it all, the foundation comes from free speeches. So I'm not going to belabor this much more, but I will encourage you to, to go out and speak for free. First learn how to entertain an audience, then practice by speaking for free. Don't practice on, the, on a paid audience. That's crazy. That's suicide. Career suicide. Okay, we always recommend the Bill Grove Speech Workshop. It's the best in the industry. It's the most successful in the industry by so far. The graduates of the Speech Workshop give you an idea. That's where I graduated from. Zig Ziglar graduated from. Brian Tracy, Bob Proctor, Jim Cathcart, Mark Victor Hansen, Jeannie Robertson, Polly Bauer. Um, I mean, it goes on and on and on. And the graduates have just gone over $500 million in collective speaking fees since the workshop started in 1947. 
$500 million in speaking fees. There's not every, you could add up every speaker's program in the world and they wouldn't even be in the, even be in the league of that kind of success. The speech workshop, the Bill Gove speech workshop is, the, is Harvard. It's the best of the best. And it's where everybody's really come from. Most people have come from almost all the top speakers. Go to speechworkshop.com. Get the online program. Come to the live workshop at Bone Allen Mansion in Georgia. Get the training. Then go out, do it one way or another. Um, or if you've already had the training, if you feel like you already, you know, you've already made money speaking and you're trying to make more money, that's why you're listening to this podcast. It's good reason. Then go out and do free speeches uh, to get to become more entertaining. If you're not happy with your fee, okay. Um, and if you are happy with your fee, if you've got a good fee and you just want to get more speeches, that's something different. But practice, 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 and free audiences is the best way. Rotary clubs, Kiwanis clubs are all looking for speakers all the time. Chambers of Commerce, women's clubs, men's clubs, they look for speakers all the time. So chase those opportunities. Go out there. And we're actually talking about putting together a, a directory of, of, uh, of, uh, of speakers for these organizations to contact because they're always looking for free speeches. It's a great way to learn this craft. And make no mistake, the biggest, the biggest error people make, including me, is speakers, new speakers, this is. Now, if you're not a new speaker, you probably know this if you're if you've been in the business for a while but if you're new you know the biggest mistake speakers make is they say oh, I, don't, I just need marketing I'm already really good you know and that's almost never true this, this is a business like a skill set you have to learn and you grind it out over time it takes several years to get good at this and to get where to get so good you're gonna someone's gonna pay you thousands of dollars an hour to do it you, know, you gotta be pretty good at some how many people you know make thousands of dollars an hour to do anything unless they're a celebrity there's almost no one almost no one you have to be very very good to do that make no mistake and if you're if you've never been paid i promise you you're probably not as good as you think you are i don't mean to be negative i'm just trying to save you a lot of time and aggravation by looking try to market marketing a substandard product get the training you need that's why we always tell people in no uncertain terms go to the speech workshop don't even think about it i don't care what it costs you if you're serious about this do not fool around bob proctor used to tell he said that all over the world and that's why we chased all over the world for years doing speech workshops because bob would say you need to go to this if you want to be a speaker don't even talk to me unless you get this training at the bill go speech workshop so i'm not i'm trying to trying to make a big pitch for this but this just is what it is you need to pay your dues it just that's the way the business works or you're going to get killed out there you know and you won't hear that on the internet these facebook ads oh speaking is so easy you can get learn to get paid to speak in a week and write a book in 30 days and all these charlatans are out there blowing smoke and the, and the sad thing is most of those people know what they're talking about they know that's BS. They know they're bullshitting people and they're profiting from it. And it makes it just makes me irate. I go up against them on social media all the time because it just pisses me off when they lie to people. This is a tough business. Can you make it? Yes. But you're going to have to be talented, you're going to have to be good, and you're going to have to be skilled, which means training and practice. And free speeches are where you get the practice. You got to know what you're practicing. But once you know what you're practicing, the free speeches are the way to, to make sure that you get very, very good at this. And you can spend the rest of your life until they put you off hold you off in a box giving speeches for money it's a fantastic fantastic business so that's what i want to say about that so i appreciate you um being on the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Authorspeakerpodcast.org. Authorspeakerpodcast.org. Subscribe, and we'll send you an email every week telling you about the new, the new episode, and I'll see you the next time. Thanks for listening.